if you convince yourself that you're not a good sleeper, then you're going to start panicking when you wake up. I find a lot of my clients have a bad relationship with sleep becomes like a bad boyfriend where you convince yourself you're not a good sleeper and so you start to panic and then what's your body going to do whenever you panic it's going to produce cortisol then it's going to be harder to fall back to sleep because you're going to be wide awake sleep without it it's hard to have joy a great night's sleep is the most cost-effective vitamin joy there is since i've been asking guests about how to get better sleep lately i wanted to go straight to an expert Today's guest, Kelly Murray, literally coaches busy and ambitious professionals to sleep like a boss. She's also an award-winning pediatric sleep consultant, so she can work with kids and adults. And over the last few years, she's helped hundreds of people get better sleep. So we get into things way beyond turning off our screens and turning off the lights a couple hours before bedtime. We get into the science of sleep, what we can really do to sleep better beyond supplements, diet, mantras, how our hormones affect our sleep, and so much more I never even thought of. I hope this short episode gets you more rest and more joy. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Vitamin Joy. All right, Kelly Murray, welcome to Vitamin Joy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So sleep gives me vitamin joy, and I think all of us are a lot happier when we sleep well, and you're a sleep expert. How did you even get in to the field of being a sleep expert? So I started off actually as a pediatric sleep consultant, and about two years into my journey of being a business owner, I started to develop sleep issues myself. So I was like the cobbler that didn't have shoes. And I thought to myself, how can I tell my clients that sleep is really important when I'm not sleeping myself? I was waking up every night around two o'clock in the morning, taking hours to fall back to sleep if I was able to fall back to sleep at all. And of course, like a lot of it was from my anxiety and juggling motherhood and being a business owner. And I started to do all the things that they teach you. You know, I turned off my cell phone before bedtime, an hour before bedtime. I was meditating, my booty off, taking baths, had perfect sleep hygiene, and it wasn't making a difference. And so I was talking to my colleagues about my sleep issues, and they recommended that I check out Christine Hansen's Sleep Like a Boss program, which not only incorporated metaphysical solutions to sleep issues, but she also looks at the physical root causes. And so five functional lab tests and three months later, I was sleeping like a baby, like the babies I work with, (laughs) sleeping even better than I was before I was having sleep issues and just feeling better. So when I found out that she offered a certification in Bali, I just jumped at the opportunity to learn from her and to start helping adults as well as children. This is such a big new field. You know, we don't think about sleep being important, but it's, it's, like, it's like a giant portion of our day. And if you don't sleep, I know I'm a grouch, but I think it's really interesting you said, when you say functional lab tests, what kind of things scientifically do they measure that you figured out were disrupting your sleep? So what are the five functional things that she measures? Yeah, so we look at um, gut health, hormones, food sensitivities, thyroid health, and then also mineral imbalances. 
Okay, so let's go with each of these because that's really interesting. Gut health. How, you know, everybody talks about your gut. It's like such a buzzword these days and not part of me is like, eh, what does that even mean? Although my, my husband is really into gut health right now and he's trying to eat every single kind of vegetable known to man so that he can have all sorts of weird things in his gut growing. More more bacteria, the better is what Heath that says. Um, so for gut, talk to me about this. Yeah, so our gut is our second brain. There is a two-way communication street between our gut and our brain. There's a core that connects the two. It's called the vagus nerve. And our gut has a huge influence on our mood and our ability to deal with anxiety. And as you know, when you're anxious, it impacts your sleep. And our gut has its own ecosystem. So it contains trillions of little microbes that consist of good bacteria, opportunistic bacteria, parasites, yeast, viruses, and it's a very delicate balance. And unfortunately, in our modern society, that balance can be thrown off through antibiotics, medications, stress, pesticides in our food, and also lack of sleep, which is really ironic. Um, There was a study out of Sweden that showed that after just two nights of poor sleep, it changed the participant's gut microbiome. And so if that gets thrown off, your your ecosystem of your gut and you develop um, dysbiosis, then that could interfere with your ability to regulate stress. And so that's inevitably going to impact your sleep. In addition, we know that melatonin and GABA is also produced in the gut. So GABA is a neurotransmitter that helps us to relax and fall asleep. And then we all know about melatonin. Melatonin is that sleepy hormone. So again, if that delicate balance in your gut is thrown off, then it's inevitably going to impact your sleep. You were saying that parasites can be awake at night? Yeah. And they can disrupt our sleep? So they're actually nocturnal. So while we're resting, if we have a parasite in our stomach, it's more active. And so if the parasite is active, that is going to create inflammation in our system. And a side effect of inflammation is cortisol. So cortisol is the alert hormone that keeps us awake. So at three o'clock in the morning, if those little buggers are active, your body's going to be inflamed and your body's going to start creating cortisol and wake you up. And then you're going to have a hard time falling back to sleep. I have a thousand questions right now just coming into my head so fast. So what particularly for you was off that you figured out? So a lot of things. And that's what I typically find with my clients. It's usually not just one thing. It's a multitude of factors. So number one, my gut. It was, it was a wreck. I have celiac disease, so I wasn't really surprised. So um, I had tons of opportunistic bacteria. I had a parasites, um, candida, which is a yeast so that was a big one for me. And then also my hormones. Um, I'm a woman of a certain age. I'm in my 40s now. So my sex hormones are out of whack. So I was actually having a hard time metabolizing estrogen. And I would wake up in the middle of the night like with these really horrible night sweats. And your body temperature actually has to lower by two degrees in order to fall asleep and stay asleep. So that was another thing that was waking me up and I had no idea. I had my thermostat set to 60 degrees and I was still having a hard time sleeping. So those were the two big things for me. But then I also find for clients that a lot of people have mineral imbalances. So if you don't have, if your body's not absorbing enough magnesium, 
Magnesium is a key mineral that helps our, our brain and our body to relax. That's a big one for most people. You know, you can take magnesium, you can take all the magnesium that you want, but there's also minerals that are synergistic with magnesium. So it's good to look at the big picture because if you're not absorbing potassium and sodium, then you're not gonna absorb magnesium. So it's really helpful that if you're gonna start taking supplements that you actually aren't guessing what you need to take, you're actually testing and identifying where those deficiencies um, truly are. So this is interesting. So with supplements, I usually try not to take what my body already makes because I don't want to like deregulate, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up what my body can already make and have it like stop making what I'm now taking because it feels like, oh, I got it. I don't have to make it anymore. I don't want my body to get lazy. But I recently started, I tried melatonin. It made me feel so groggy and weird the next day. And I, I really recently tried GABA. What do you think about these two supplements? Yeah, I personally don't think that they're necessary, especially melatonin. So most of us don't have a melatonin deficiency. So I think melatonin is helpful if you have circadian rhythm disorder or if you know, you're know you a shift worker or you just came back from a European vacation so that you can um, help to rewire your circadian rhythm. But most of us produce enough melatonin. And to your point, there is a negative feedback loop. So if you're taking melatonin and you already have enough in your system, your body is going to stop producing it. So instead of taking melatonin, I think it's better to focus on um, things you can control in your environment to help your body produce melatonin. So our body produces melatonin whenever there's an absence of light. So I recommend to my clients at least 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime, dimming the lights, staying away from your screens. If you're going to watch TV at night, um, I would wear blue blocker glasses because that's going to help to um, filter out the blue and green lights from your, your television set or your iPhone, iPad, whatever tablet you use, because that light is what tells our body to stop producing cortisol and start producing melatonin. And we know from the screens that the wavelengths are three times stronger than the sun. So if we're on our iPhone right before we go to bed, our body's going to think it's high noon. And our body then is going to produce cortisol as opposed to melatonin. And you said actually there's, there's certain supplement, there's certain foods that have melatonin in them, like dark cherries. Yes. Yep. Not dark cherries, just cherries. Yeah. Tart, tart cherries. cherries. So you can buy some tart cherry juice and drink that before bed. Just make sure it's sugar-free. Anytime our body consumes sugar, our body produces cortisol to regulate our blood sugar, and you don't want to do that before bed. So that's a really good thing to do if you want to help boost your melatonin instead of taking a supplement. And plus, we don't even know what's in the supplements. There could, there's a margin of error. So they're finding that the supplements aren't always accurate in terms of the dosage. So there was five things you checked. There was thyroid, there was gut, hormone. Um, food sensitivities, and then minerals. Food sensitivity, mineral balance. Okay, so I want to go back to those things, and I want to talk about supplements a little bit more. But really quickly, why do we wake up in the middle of the night? Because that's kind of the common thing that I hear from a lot of my friends and family. is like, hey, I've been waking up in the middle of the night, and it's really hard for me to go like back to sleep. So no one sleeps through the night. We all wake up about five times throughout the night. 
in between sleep cycles. So how our body works is that we go from light sleep to deep sleep, and there's a little wake up. And during that little wake up, we do an environmental scan to make sure that everything looks consistent with bedtime. It's a protective mechanism that we have. Just think about it back in the caveman days when we were sleeping outdoors in our little caves. Um, nighttime is dangerous. There are predators out. So that's the way our body protects ourselves. So these little tiny wake ups. And so it's really normal for us to wake up. And typically what happens is if you have a lot of cortisol in your system, say you're anxious and you're not um, regulating your anxiety, or you have some sort of physical issue where your body is producing cortisol, then you're gonna be more alert in, in between these wake-ups, and then it's gonna be harder to fall back to sleep. Also, if you convince yourself that you're not a good sleeper, then you're gonna start panicking when you wake up. And I find a lot of my clients have a bad relationship with sleep becomes like a bad boyfriend where maybe there's a situation that causes anxiety in your life and impacts your sleep temporarily, but then you convince yourself you're not a good sleeper. And so during these little wake-ups that we normally have, you start to panic. And then what's your body going to do whenever you panic? It's going to produce cortisol. Then it's going to be harder to fall back to sleep because you're going to be wide awake. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we get into exactly what to do to get great sleep. You all know I care about sleep, so hence this entire podcast episode. That's why I went out and got a brand new mattress and decided to partner with the leader in organic, sustainable organic mattresses. They're called Avocado Green Mattress. They sold me when I walked into the store and they not only had kombucha on tap, but they also had cold brew on tap. But most importantly, their mattresses rock. I have a latex mattress right now that's organic, but it caved in in the areas that I sleep and the area my husband sleeps. Organic green avocado mattresses are built to last. The natural hybrid mattresses combine organic latex for contoured cushioning, but they also have about a thousand plus supportive inner springs all made in the USA from recycled steel arranged inside in five zones so your body floats and never sinks. And also motion transfer is reduced. So it keeps your body from your hips to your shoulders, everything to your feet, to your head, all in proper alignment. And you can really roll around on this mattress. It's supportive, it's good for you, and it's really good for the planet. All the mattresses are handmade in California with only the finest, naturally non-toxic and 100% certified organic materials from farms they co-own. The company is also a certified B Corp, they're climate neutral certified, and they're the 2020 Pinnacle Award winner from 1% for the planet. Avocado Green mattresses are better for your health and the planet and better for your sleep. Go to avocadogreenmattress.com and between November 17th and Monday, December 7th, 2020, there's $200 off their new latex mattresses with the code CYBER200. There's a new product on the market I've been taking and loving. FX Chocolate is a new supplement company with six different variations, each one lending targeted support to a specific need inside squares of individually wrapped, handcrafted, sugar-free, keto-friendly, dark chocolate. That's right, I don't know about you, but eating chocolate is a pretty enjoyable way to take supplements for me. The packaging is also beautiful and the taste is amazing. 
All of them come with nutraceutical ingredients like ashwagandha, reishi mushrooms, CBD, GABA, L-theanine, and Inato-E, all designed for specific needs at specific times, including my favorite time, Zen. When you go to their website, which is fxchocolate.com, you can use the promo code VITAMINJOY at checkout to get 20% off your first order. These make amazing holiday gifts. I'll be getting some for some of my family members. You can have your chocolate and you can eat it too. Just go to F as in fun, X as in X games, chocolate.com. Okay, so how do we, one, reduce cortisol, and two, is there a mantra that you say to yourself to convince yourself that you're a good sleeper? So we don't want to lie to ourselves, right? Got to be realistic. Um, So the key, number one, is just to be aware of the messages you're telling yourself surrounding your sleep. We have something like 60,000 thoughts per day and 80% of them are negative. So if you're having issues with your sleep, it's very natural to have very negative self-talk surrounding your sleep. So number one, just be aware and start writing those messages down. And then ask yourself, is this 100% true? If not, then what's a turnaround? So for example, most insomniacs typically do sleep. They're gonna get some sleep. So a common message that they may tell themselves is, oh my God, I didn't get any sleep last night. Well, is that true? Did you not get any sleep whatsoever? You probably got a few hours. So it's better to tell yourself, okay, I didn't get as much sleep as I would have liked to, but I did sleep. And just start really small by turning around those messages. Another little trick is when you do wake up in the middle of the night is telling yourself that you're sleeping because your subconscious regulates your sleep. So instead of panicking and saying, oh my God, I'm awake. I'm not going to fall back to sleep and I'm going to be exhausted tomorrow. I'm going to bond my presentation. Tell yourself I'm sleeping and this is normal. And then you send that message to your subconscious and it's going to help you to fall back to sleep. I love that. I'm sleeping. (laughs) It's so easy. It is so easy. That's way easier than taking a supplement. And by the way, I want to go back to the whole melatonin, GABA, I'd rather you take those than a sleeping pill. Yes, it's probably better to take those um, supplements rather than a sleeping pill. But again, I don't think that they're necessary. Mm. So if you can work on regulating your anxiety, incorporating some relaxation into your day, nine times out of 10, that's what you're going to need in order to help improve your sleep. Now, if you're a long-term insomniac and you've tried all those things and you're still not sleeping, then it's probably a good idea to start looking into the bodily issues. But I don't really think that those supplements are, are 100% necessary. Unless, again, you had a deficiency and we discovered that through a hormone test. Yeah, through science. Like, hey, I actually have a deficiency. I actually need to take it. I love that. Rather than just trying it and seeing how you feel. So so talk to me about other ways to reduce cortisol because that's a tricky one. It's not like you can just take a supplement and like your cortisol goes away. And cortisol takes a little while to build up. I mean, there's different times it's triggered. How can we throughout the day better reduce cortisol so that at night we sleep better? Yeah, so I think cortisol gets a bad rap. Um, We need cortisol to stay alert, to regulate our blood pressure, to regulate our glucose level. So it's not a bad thing. So you do want your body to produce cortisol. So one way to make sure your body is producing cortisol at the right time is when you wake up in the morning, go outside. Because as soon as your body detects lights, it's going to start producing cortisol. And we want our cortisol levels to be highest in the morning. That way they start declining throughout the day. 
So that's one thing I have all my clients do. Just go outside, have your coffee outside, do some meditation outside. And speaking of meditation, I highly recommend not waiting until before bedtime like I was doing to meditate, but incorporating either meditation or some sort of relaxation activity into your daily routines. If meditation's not your jam, go outside and take a walk. That is very relaxing in and of itself. Another simple way to regulate your cortisol levels during the day is through deep breathing. So there was a study um, in China and they looked at middle-aged women and they found that if they focused on deep breathing during the day, it reduced their cortisol by 50%. That's something very easy to do. And it's important when you do engage in deep breathing that you're actually breathing from your gut. A lot of times we're breathing from our chest and that's going to tell your body you're in the fight or flight state and your body's then going to produce cortisol. So when you're breathing in, your gut should expand. When you're breathing out, your gut should contract and that's going to send a signal to your brain that you're in rest and digest and that's going to help to regulate your cortisol. It's one of those things though that you got to make sure that you plan out because if you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to start this new habit, I'm going to meditate during lunch. If it's not planned in your day, likely it's not going to happen. So I recommend to all of my clients that whatever you know system they use to plan out their day, that they actually block off that time. That's such good advice. So we had on Gabby Reese last week and she talked about sleep and she talked about breath work and she's like, yeah, but the people who know the most sometimes don't do it. So you can know to do all these things like belly breathe, but you have to figure out a way to actually do them. And I'm one of those people that I've done all these podcasts this year on breath work, meditation, and you know, even I forget. So yesterday I actually listened to another podcast you did to prepare for today. And then I just unplugged my phone and went on a walk in the middle of the day. It seemed so irresponsible, but I just felt so much better afterwards. It's really hard to like break up your day when you're kind of go, go, go and getting deadlines done. And maybe you have more than one job and you have kids, but If you can break up your day and just chill, you know, like the French people do, it really does make quite a difference. So I appreciate you telling us. I I thought I feel more relaxed already after listening to Kelly. Thank you. Great. What other things like diet wise can we do? You know, nutrition is is part of it. I realize our mind is is really important, but what we put into our bodies, especially towards night, can affect our sleep. Any tips on you know, what to do nutrition wise. Yes, absolutely. So if you're really struggling with sleep, I would recommend going on an anti-inflammatory diet. So I would eliminate things like dairy, wheat, sugar. And number one, that's going to really help to cut down on your cortisol levels. And then secondly, make sure that you're not drinking caffeine after 12 noon. Because caffeine, what caffeine does, how it keeps us alert, is it connects to neurons in our brain. And these neurons are the same neurons that this chemical adenosine connects to. And what adenosine does is it connects to the neurons and helps our brain to relax so that we can fall asleep. So if you're drinking caffeine throughout the day, the adenosine can't do its job. And caffeine has about a five-hour half-life. So you want it to be pretty much out of your system by 10 o'clock-ish. So no caffeine after noon. And then also, you know, if you're going to have a cocktail, I know that a lot of people are, you know, reaching for wine and beer to help with their anxiety, especially during the pandemic. I get it. I do it myself. Um, It's best not to do it right before bed. 
So yes, it's going to put you to sleep because it's a natural you know, sedative. But the problem is, is that it increases adenosine quickly, which is actually a good thing that does help you to fall asleep. But then there's a rebound effect. And so say three o'clock in the morning, your adenosine levels are going to tank because of the alcohol you drank. And then in between sleep cycles, you're going to be more alert. So if you're going to have a cocktail, I would lean more towards making it a happy hour cocktail instead of a nightcap. I have this little rule for myself that if I'm if I'm not stoked and happy or if I'm like depressed or anxious, like don't drink alcohol. It's a, dep- it's a depressant. It doesn't do anything good for you. You never like... You never say the next day, oh, I'm so glad I had that extra glass of wine. Like no one says that. Just have some water, drink some, go outside, give your partner a hug and a kiss and go do something nice for someone else. That's that's usually what I say. Easier said than done. But yeah. And there's also, you know, lots of good herbal teas that you can you can drink instead that are really relaxing. Lots of great sleepy time teas. I love that. We drink sleepy time tea every night. So Kelly, everybody wants to know, you know, if you had a minute consultation with someone and you had to tell them like, hey, this is everything you need to do to get better sleep right now. We don't have tests from them, but we can just assume something's off. What can we all do to get better sleep tomorrow or tonight? So first things first, get outside in the morning, do something relaxing in the morning. So you start your day off on a good note. I would eat breakfast. That's going to help to regulate your blood sugar and help to regulate your cortisol. Get some exercise. It doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be anything strenuous. Maybe even 10 minutes can be helpful. Make sure you're relaxing during the day. Don't wait until bedtime to relax. You need to make sure that you're taking breaks throughout the day. Make sure that you're not drinking caffeine after noon. Cut out the alcohol. Eat organic, that is going to help your gut health and take a probiotic. And then make sure that you're giving yourself time before bed to unwind. I like to start a bedtime routine with a little journaling so you can just do a brain dump and get out all of your the issues you're thinking about, the problems that you're trying to solve, your to-do list. That way you're not thinking about those things, things at three o'clock in the morning. Turn off those screens 30 to 60 minutes before bed. Do something relaxing that's enjoyable before you go to bed. Read a book, listen to a podcast, especially <laughs> Vitamin Joy, right? <laughs> I love that. And then also take a bath or a shower. Um, when you take a bath or shower before bed, it helps to lower your body temperature. Our body temperature has to lower by two degrees in order to fall asleep. And that's a really good way to also relax your body. And then once you tuck yourself into bed, think about three things that you're grateful for. There's research to show that after a week, if you list just three things that you're grateful for, that it's going to reduce your depression and increase your happiness. That way, that's the last thing you think about before you fall asleep. I love that. I'm going to do all these things tonight. Kelly, thank you so much. This is such great advice. Now, this podcast, Vitamin Joy, it's about simple things without taking a vitamin that you can do to add more joy to your life. And you basically just listed off a dozen of things we could do to add more joy to our life, especially when it comes to sleep, which is so important. Where does humor fit into all of this? Like, I know the days when I laugh really hard or watch a really good movie that just makes me crack up, I can sleep so well. If I watch Breaking Bad, which is really good, (laughs) 
I have a really hard time sleeping because it freaks me out and like puts me into this like tense. I get all sensitive and emotional for the characters. I have to watch like romantic comedies and then I feel better. But humor, like where does humor fit into your life and where do you think it fits into the sleep cycle? Yeah, it's really important to be happy and joyful and laugh because whenever you do, your body is going to produce serotonin and serotonin is the feel good hormone but it also converts into melatonin at night. So it's really important that you take time out to do things that make you happy. And I agree, my husband right now is watching Peaky Blinders. He is obsessed and wants to watch it every night before bedtime, and I can't, because just like you, it impacts me before I go to sleep. So I like to watch something more um, mindless, like The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's awesome. My sister knows those girls. That's pretty funny. Um, I love it. Kelly, is there anything else we should know, you know, before signing off? You've been such a gem, so full of resources. I mean, sleep is sleep is really important. What's what are some of the biggest things people have been coming to you lately during the pandemic for? And what are some of your suggestions on how they can mitigate their sleep issues? Yeah, so even um, pre-pandemic, 38% of adults report that they have sleep issues. And I bet you that that percentage has increased exponentially due to the pandemic. So number one, give yourself grace. I mean, these are trying times. It's inevitable that we're going to be anxious and it's going to impact our sleep. So try not to freak out about it. If you have a bad night of sleep, that's normal. And tell yourself it's just one night. Because like I said before, if you start convincing yourself that you're a bad sleeper, what you focus on, you manifest. And it's going to create lots of anxiety around sleep. So that would be my number one piece of advice is that it's very normal to have sleep issues. It happens to all of us. It even happens to me as a sleep consultant. But if it's something that becomes chronic that typically means that there's a check engine light going off on your body. And it's something that you need to look into. I would first go to your physician to make sure that there's nothing physical because it could be an underlying condition. And then um, if you check out, you have a clean bill of health, then I would definitely reach out to a sleep consultant because if you're not sleeping, it impacts every facet of your life. So let's look at immunity, which is so important these days. When we're sleeping, that's when our um, immune system is activated. We're releasing cytokines and T cells and antibodies. And research shows that for adults who sleep less than seven hours on average per night, they're three times more likely to catch a cold. You know, also your mental health and your physical health. So I know that I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, <laughs> but just know that it's normal to struggle with sleep here and there. And if that's the case with you, please don't freak out about it. It's, it's very normal. But if it's something that becomes chronic, please get help. I agree with you. We talked about it's like the great hall pass right now. You know, right now we're in a pandemic. Give yourself a hall pass if you're not sleeping. But do try to do the things that you can do and that you can control to sleep better. Kelly, it's been a joy to have you. Any books you recommend that people can read about to learn more about sleeping and any books you recommend? Well, my favorite all-time book about sleeping is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. I know you're a big fan too. I joked before that that's my boyfriend. <laughs> but his book is just amazing, um, especially if you love research. It's very research-based and gives a lot of really good practical advice on how to um, improve your sleep. 
Kelly, you're so awesome. Where do you get your vitamin joy? Like what brings you the most joy these days? Just being around my family, just making sure that I'm present around my family, which is something that I think um, a lot of parents struggle with. And I find that if I can just put away my phone and just focus on my kids, that they bring me so much joy. You know, my kids are big goofballs and it's hard not to have to be joyful around them. Is there anything they've said recently that just made you laugh out loud? (laughs) Uh, So my daughter yesterday, she's talking about her Christmas pageant and that they had to nominate someone to play Mary. And she said, Mom, I didn't raise my hands because I'm too sassy to be Mary. (laughs) I was like, oh, geez. I am going to have my hands full with this one. That is so funny. That's so cute. She sounds like an awesome kid. Okay, what's our vitamin joy challenge for this week? I ask every guest to give our listeners one vitamin joy challenge this week. What can we do just to have more vitamin joy in our life? You've given us so many ideas. So I would head to the Sleep Like a Boss website and play the sleep game. So it's this really cool game um, that my mentor came up with um, to help improve your sleep by incorporating joy into your life. Where can people learn more about you and maybe book a sleep consulting session with you if they wanted to? Yeah, so I would check me out on the Sleep Like a Boss website. So it's www.sleeplikeaboss.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. I host weekly Q&As and my Instagram handle is Kelly Murray Sleep. Awesome. All right, we'll check it out. Kelly, thank you so much. You're a gem. I hope you all get a wonderful night's sleep tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Sweet dreams, everyone. All right, for this week's Vitamin Joy Challenge, do a brain dump before you go to bed and write down the three things you're grateful for. And try to laugh however you can. Just laugh before you go to bed. Headed into the holidays, I am going to write down a gratitude list and I'm thankful for my health that I get to podcast and for all of you who actually listen to this show. I also love that I can laugh at myself and that you're okay laughing at me too. Special thanks to Kelly Murray for being so generous with her time and her knowledge. You can find more about Kelly at sleeplikeaboss.com or on her Instagram account at Kelly Murray Sleep. That's K-E-L-L-Y-M-U-R-R-A-Y Sleep. You can find the show notes for this episode and links to our amazing sponsors at shelbystanger.com forward slash vitamin joy. Special thanks to Jennifer McCord, our amazing show producer for editing this show. The show is currently a labor of love. So if you can write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show, I read all the reviews and it really helps this show grow. It'll take you two minutes and I really appreciate it. Most importantly, please spread a little vitamin joy in your own day and sprinkle some on someone else. The world needs more vitamin joy. I hope you get in your dose today and I hope you get a great night's sleep.